When I teach awareness through movement classes, I sometimes joke with my students, who here is giving it their all? Who's got a grimace on their face? And have you stopped breathing? And some students will give a knowing chuckle like, oh, yeah, you got me. <laughs> it's a common challenge for students in awareness through movement. It's that they try much harder than they need to. They, they put in all this effort more than they need. And I don't think it's their fault. I think we can point to our school system for why many of us have such ingrained habits around having to work very hard in order to get good grades, to do a good job, to, to meet what the teacher says. So how has education shaped you? That's what we'll discuss today. Welcome to the Expand Your Ability podcast. This show is about cultivating embodied awareness and becoming more resourceful. Our lives are shaped by our experience, but we have the power to make profoundly new choices and direct our lives. My name is Jeffrey Schwinghammer, and I'm a Feldenkrais practitioner. Let's go. In this episode, we'll talk about school and the problems posed by pursuing good grades. And I'll give you the opportunity to reflect on your own school experience. And I'll tie it together with how this relates to the Awareness Through Movement classes. Okay. Learning is central to the human organism. Learning is what allows us to adapt to all sorts of environments, whether it be jungles, deserts, prairies, rivers, our family home, corporate offices, the dance floor, the swimming pool. All of these are environments in which we can adapt to learn the rules of the environment and how to function in that environment. And we learn to do this, this sort of adapting by watching others, having mentors, and experimenting ourselves. And we humans have particular environments that are formalized for educating us. In the U.S., we spend 12 years in primary school, maybe even some years before, and even more years afterwards. It's a lot of school. And it's not a bad idea to have education, right? It's, it's the foundation for a functioning democracy, right? That we need literate and educated citizens. And citizens who have the skills to function in the world, to work in the world. And no other animal spends this much time educating their young to be so socialized and productive. Uh, we humans in our civilizations have created such immense, complex environments that it demands on us this long period of apprenticeship into our culture, learning of what has come before us. Animals inherit, inherit many of their responses to acting in their environments from their ancestors. They are born with more sort of instinct, let's say. And that works really well if your environments don't change that much over time. But we humans have the superpower of learning, and that means adapting to, like, inf infinite environments. And we have gone on to create infinite environments too through our culture and our civilization. So we need an education to get a handle on the world. 
and build the skills to meet it. But here's the challenge. Being as educated in the way that we are can leave us with some big challenges. As kids, we spent years and years and years going through school, and some of us might have had the good fortune of enjoying it, and some of us maybe didn't enjoy it so much. And the way we are in the school system encourages and ingrains in us particular values. For example, to get good grades, to work hard, to do it perfectly, to not have any mistakes. You're measured on what you could output. You've done well if you do well on the test. Did you fill in those blanks appropriately? Did you do the little circles on the Scantron just right? Wait, do they even still have Scantrons? I don't even know, but... Did you have scantrons with the circles and the, and the oh, yeah. and you had to get it just right in the circle. Anyway, I don't think I'm alone in this, but my experience was that there was a lot of pressure to get good grades. Now, it wasn't necessarily said to me like explicitly. I don't remember that as a strong actual people saying that, but I felt it. I felt the need to get good grades. And I remember how it felt so unfair to get docked points for the smallest mistakes. Like, come on, that's not fair. That's no good. And I remember sitting in awkward wooden chairs that became too small for my growing frame. And I also remember being hunched over doing my homework and with a furrowed brow and I held my breath as I concentrated. And wallowing in feelings of inadequacy. I don't think I had the emotional support that I needed to be with all those pressures. So what did I do? I internalized all that as my problem. I hardened myself against those pressures so I could do what I had to do. You know, it wasn't all bad. I remember loving the projects where I could flex my creativity And those were like real highlight moments where I felt proud of my work. And there was also all the projects that I did that were for my quote, unquote, for my own good, right? It's it's what the teacher says needs to be done. And so in that I internalized, okay, I need to put aside my interests to do this. I needed to ignore my human bodily needs to do the work, often sitting in class for a long time, sitting at home for a long time, reading books, going through the material. The picture of studying for me was so static, so stationary, and not really in my body. It was about filling my head with information. Now, I don't think it's bad to pursue good work and good good grades, but I want to call out that however we were schooled and how we responded to that schooling shapes us, forms our habits and patterns of behavior. We learn to act in particular ways, and we continue to maintain those habits in situations that no longer support us. So here's a question for you. What does it mean to you 
to do a good job. By your own standards, not by anyone else's standards. What is a good job to you? And the second question is, in school, what kind of student were you? Did you have to get the A+, like really have to get it? If you got anything less, were you no good? What about an A? What about an A-? minus? Were you rocking a B, a C, a D, or the dreaded F? And take a moment and notice if any sensations or tensions arise in your body just thinking about this topic, about getting grades. Wherever you are on the grade continuum, you're okay. That's, you're totally okay the way you are. And I'm curious if you have any judgments towards the other grades. Do you have some sort of judgment against people who got A's, who got B's, who got C's or D's or F's? Sometimes we feel in ourselves an urgency around needing to achieve and do well, right? I need to do the best I can. And sometimes the urgency comes from the flip side, where you say, I don't want to be that person who gets that kind of grade. I might get fun of. I might disappoint my parents, that kind of thing. The school system does a really good job at orienting us to the values of our society and our community. And that's not all bad, but if you're like me, it might have made your internal life more difficult. What I found, and maybe it's true for you, I found that I became so detached from my own interests in creativity. I became disconnected from my body throughout sitting in rigid chairs and trying to focus in this narrow way and to download information through lectures. I learned to have such an emphasis on getting it right, doing a good job. And I appreciate that to some degree, that I have a decent attention to detail. Hey, that's pretty good. And sometimes that comes out compulsively, where I need to get things perfect. And that, lean, that means I run myself into the ground, not doing anything or not taking action because it's not quite right. All these things that come in that interfere with me actually taking the action that I'd like to take. Now, the awareness through movement approach designed by Moshe Feldenkrais tries to buck this trend entirely by offering each person in the lesson to have their own indiv individual experience. Each person is invited to be curious about their experience and to track meaningful changes in how they balance their, their power, their presence. And the students aren't asked to imitate the teacher, like how students in school need to regurgitate facts or get the right answer on the test. It's more like being on a journey 
right? If you're not imitating, what are you doing instead? It's more like being on this journey where you're awake to newness that comes with each step in that journey. You know, it's kind of like going on those field trips that we didn't get enough in school, right? Field trips were the best days in school because you go someplace new, you see new people, you see new things, and it's just exciting. Awareness through movement is a process of treating your body like a field trip. That's a funny image, but I like it. (laughs) And, And all this means is that it's an education that matters to you. Now, when you're in the awareness through movement process, a big part of this is being in the unknown and making mistakes. You have to make mistakes because the mistakes contain inside them valuable information that you won't get by trying so hard to be perfect. I sometimes joke with my students, could you do this movement in such a way you would risk flunking? It's a funny idea. In the Awareness Through Movement class, I'm not holding up some checklist or some grading system for the students to match themselves to. And that means they could flunk if they wanted to. Flunk this movement, right? Don't do it perfectly. Don't do it well. Find freedom in doing it poorly. Have you ever considered this? Is there something you could try flunking? (laughs) All right. In conclusion, Moshe Feldenkrais said that we act in accordance with our self-image. And he described the self-image as being in three parts. Your biological heritage, the education you receive from society, and then where you take your own education. All three inform who you are and how you act. The awareness to movement process is taking stewardship of your own self-education process. And a big part of this is loosening the grip on those deeply ingrained habits we learned in school, like doing it perfectly, avoiding mistakes, or impressing the teacher. I'd like to invite you to get my free guide, The Nine Surprising Benefits of the Feldenkrais Method. It's in the show notes, and by downloading that, you can also sign up for my newsletter where you'll hear about opportunities to work with me and possible opportunities to flunk with me. (laughs) It'll be a good time. I hope to hear from you. Now, the question I would like to leave with you today is, how has school shaped you? What do you like and dislike? Would you like to reshape yourself? Thank you for your attention.